Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome into another space. I'm your host, EJ Holland with the Wolverine. Um, over at On3 right now, you can sign up for $1 for one year. That gets you premium access to all our recruiting content, team content, and our great message board, The Fort. Uh, so if you're not a, a premium subscriber, you can sign up now. Again, that's $1 one year at thewolverine.com. Uh, here we kind of give you a taste, and over there you can kind of get your full course meal. But glad you guys are on to listen to another space. Hope to interact with you guys Obviously, a lot going on in the world of Michigan recruiting right now. It's been nonstop busy. I've been going out to satellite camps. Obviously, official visitors are are getting on campus here. It started off this past weekend with a couple of top 300 defensive backs. So it's been kind of nonstop. We have some big events coming up in the summer, including the Elite 11 finals later in the month. So it's been it's been quite a, a busy time and will continue to be a busy time throughout the month of June. I expect Michigan to build up some momentum here soon, uh, especially this weekend and, and going into the 17th for Victor's weekend. I think uh, these next two weekends should produce at least a couple of commitments. Obviously, Michigan needs to get the ball rolling with commits. Uh, they're always at their best with official visitors. And I, I think these two weekends will produce uh, some some really good news for you guys. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to address the quarterback situation. I'm sure uh, as soon as we get you guys in uh, for questions, you are going to ask about the whole quarterback deal. Um, a lot going on this week with quarterback movement. So I'm going to just start off with the official visitors for the weekend, and then you guys can jump in and, and go ahead and ask questions, uh, whether it's quarterback or anything else, Michigan recruiting, feel free to hop in at any time, and I will answer your questions. Like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining. Those who are just joining, uh, I am EJ Holland with the Wolverine. But let's go ahead and start off with official visitors. Michigan had two on campus over the weekend. Uh, first guy I'm going to start off with is Daniel Harris, top 100 cornerback out of Miami Gulliver Prep, same school as five-star wide receiver target Jalen Brown. I had a chance to go out to Miami during the spring evaluation period last month and saw Daniel Harris in action. It's not hard to see why Michigan really likes him. I mean, he's six foot two, he's 175, so he's that traditional taller, longer corner that Michigan likes to target. But what really stands out about Harris and why he's ascended in the rankings is he has tremendous speed at that size. He's he's fast, man. He, I saw him line up at wide receiver. He took a short slant, took it to the house, uh, scored on that. Uh, he locked down his side of the field. They Gulliver Prep scrimmaged against a more run-heavy team, but still uh, he completely locked down his side of the field, didn't give up a catch and then made several plays on the offensive side of the ball, too. So he's a plus athlete. He's very speedy for his size. Um, he, he can add some you know, weight and strength to his frame, but that's kind of my the least of my concern 
conference. I thought Harris checked a lot of boxes for me. I traveled to, I want to say, eight different states as, as well as D.C. throughout my travels during the spring eval period. And I had Harris ranked in my top five performers from those travels. So uh, that should tell you how much I really like him. As, well as, as far as where Michigan stands coming out of the visit, I do think that uh, the Wolverines are very much in play here. Uh, I do think there's still a little bit of work to do. Georgia has largely been considered the leader in this recruitment. They're getting him in for an official visit. Ohio State has been considered the out-of-region favorite. They're set to get an official visit. But Ohio State has a lot of talented DBs on the board, and so does Georgia. I think Michigan positioned itself well if those two teams maybe land some other DBs, fill up at that spot. That could open up the door for Michigan to really make a move with Daniel Harris. Penn State is involved as well and will receive an official visit, so that's another school to watch. But it's very clear when you're looking at the contenders, Georgia, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, I mean, only one is unlike the others. Like Harris is very open to playing in the Big Ten, to leaving the Southeast, to going away from home. He fits the Big Ten, and just from his playing style, his size, and I think he kind of gets that. Um, and, and that's why three of his four finalists are from the Big Ten Conference. Of course, Georgia's always going to be hard to beat for a Southeast kid for obvious reasons, but I think Michigan has a legitimate chance here. Um, I do think it'll take a couple of things falling in the right place for the Wolverines, but I think they did a good job with Daniel Harris this weekend. I think he got a good in-depth look at the program, which was needed. Uh, a big reason Michigan is in contention for Harris is because of co-defensive coordinator Steve Klingscale, who's done a tremendous job of recruiting him over the last month. Uh, the other official visitor uh, from the weekend was Jordan Matthews out of uh, Woodlawn, Louisiana. And Jordan's been considered a Texas lean for a couple of months. Uh, obviously, Texas was my old beat before I was on the Michigan beat. And still talk to a, a lot of people connected to that program. And it kind of going into this weekend, I was pretty pessimistic about Michigan's chances, you know, just just hearing everything about Matthews in Texas. But coming out of the weekend, I do think Michigan made a really, really nice move with him. I still think Texas is the team to beat just because it looks like they're going to get him on campus for another visit and because of some of the other things I've heard through the back channels. But again, Michigan made a, a great impression. I, th I think Michigan had an even better visit with Matthews than they did with Daniel Harris. Uh, I do think this is more of a, a Texas-Michigan battle. Tennessee is in there as well. Tennessee set to receive a, a visit. We all know Tennessee plays the NIL game pretty well, so we'll have to see you know where things stand with Tennessee after that visit. You know, I'm not going to dismiss Tennessee with the way they're doing things in any recruitment for for any top 300 level kid. Um, but I do think right now it's more Texas, Michigan. I think Michigan has made this a lot closer than people expected. Matthews is a priority on the corner board. Clinkscale has done a phenomenal job of recruiting him. Jesse Minter did a, a great job on this official visit, spending a lot of time with Matthews, going on the board with him, explaining the defensive scheme. And we haven't talked a lot about new defensive coordinator Jesse Minter as an actual recruiter, uh, but from my travels in, in Georgia in the spring and, and just seeing him at, at a satellite camp last week, I think Minter is, is 
going to be a rising star on the recruiting trail. I mean, this is a guy that has done it before, so it's not like a Mike McDonald situation where he had to kind of relearn everything or just learn everything coming from the NFL, not relearn. Like he actually had to learn it. You know, he'd never really recruited a ton. Um, Jesse Minter has experience. I mean, he was the Sunbelt recruiter of the year at Georgia state. I know that's a lower level than Michigan, but he has experience doing this. And I, I think he can be really, really good at it. And I think he, uh, he made an impact on Matthews. He's making an impact for Michigan uh, in the state of Georgia and throughout the Southeast. So I think Minter, uh, and Klingscale is a great duo. And then you add in the uh, Ron Bellamy factor as well. Bellamy obviously helped Michigan find success in Louisiana last cycle, uh, landing Amari on Walker, flipping him from Notre Dame um, at the end of the cycle. You know, Bellamy, a Louisiana native, has uh, strong ties there. He's involved in this Matthews recruitment. So I think you have uh, the best guys involved in this recruitment. And I think, uh, again, while, while Texas has a, a ton of momentum here, I think Michigan gave him a lot to think about coming out of the weekend. So that's where I think things stand with uh, with both Harris and Matthews. Um, like I said, guys, you guys can uh, jump in at any time, ask any questions uh, about Michigan recruiting, and we can address them. Um, but I, I do think, I guess, it's time to, to start talking about the elephant in the room, which is Michigan quarterback recruiting. It's been a hot topic all day long non-stop on our message board again if you are not a subscriber to the wolverine.com go ahead and subscribe now one dollar one year um but it looks like we we do have uh, you know it might be a quarterback question might not before we dive into it uh we'll bring in parallel heartbreak all right parallel i think you are in you can speak whenever you have a chance. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, I can hear you. What's up, man? Hey, um, I don't know what the background is. That you? Uh, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I can hear you clearly. Okay, so I don't, I don't know what this. I hear something crazy in the background. So I'm sorry. Well, I, I have two questions. A two-part question. Um, Man, I'm I'm at the, I don't know what's going on. Let me let me fix this. I'll be back. Right. It looks like uh, parallel heartbreak had uh, some issues. We have some Notre Dame trolls trying to to get uh, some questions in. Uh, okay, can you hear me? For him to come back. Yep, we can hear. I'm you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah it was someone. So two part question. So of course I go blue as always. I saw some um. A lot of a lot of stuff today about the car situation. I know you'll get to that and that's a more thing. This is my question. <laughs> One, is it probably better that Michigan focus on 2024 since they have Kane, JJ, Orgy, and I forgot the kid that transferred from Texas Tech. And the reason I ask that is because personally, I don't believe having five or six, seven quarterbacks is always good. But look at old state. I mean, they can't keep them. You know what I'm saying? So do you think it's better to just go with that right now and just wait for a Jaden Davis? And two, um, if, if CJ Carr does pick Notre Dame, is that an indictment on Michigan based on the fact that his granddad did coach the Wolverines? And it, Because I hear a lot of rumors. Is there any bad blood with Lloyd and how he left? Like, is that, I'm not sure. I know he kind of got pushed out after 07 because of the Appalachian State situation. That, that kind of started it. But is that an indictment on Michigan? 
if he picks Notre Dame and if Moore doesn't go there. And I, I'll listen. Yeah, no, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about your first question. So should Michigan kind of pass up 2023 based on guys they have on the roster right now? No, I don't think you pass up on 2023. I think it's kind of smart to take a quarterback every year just because of the nature of the transfer portal. I think you you kind of look at it the opposite way. Like you kind of expect a guy to get in the portal. It's just a, a, the nature of the beast. Like let's just say, you know, for example, not saying this is going to happen, but hypothetically – Let's say JJ comes in and he wins the job in the middle of the season. You know what happens to Kate at that point? You know, you never know how things are are going to shake out. JJ is very committed to the University of Michigan, but let's say JJ was a different guy. Right. And, and Cade keeps that job. You know, that backup quarterback could be unhappy and enter the transfer portal. So with just how everything's going on right now, I think you take the best quarterback you can find. Uh, last year, Michigan took two quarterbacks, one being Alex Orgy, one being Jaden Denegal. Um, Jaden Denegal was my lowest rated prospect in the class. Alex Orgy, I think, is a phenomenal athlete, but does he stay at quarterback? You know, that kind of remains to be seen. He obviously flashed at the spring game, but a lot of that was just his size and and his physical ability. I mean, the guy's built like a tank. I think he can be a, a very successful linebacker as well, which is where, is where his brothers played. So, I don't think it's a guarantee that Orgy or even Denigal uh, stick at, at quarterback at Michigan. So I think you have to take a guy in 2023, especially based on what happened in 2022. And it, just so happens that 2023 is home to a local five-star prospect in Dante Moore. I don't think, you know, you pass up on a guy like Dante Moore. Michigan has made it very clear that Dante Moore is the guy this cycle. They haven't offered any other 2023s. They are going all in for Dante Moore. They are not letting 2024 dictate their pursuit of Dante Moore. So, no, I don't think it's a mistake to just take the safe guy in 2024 and pass on 2023 because I think, you know, if, if we're talking specifically about CJ Carr, I think Dante Moore is a better talent than CJ Carr and you go all in for him. Um, you know, as far as your <clears throat> second question with, with CJ and, you know, if he ends up committing to Notre Dame, which obviously there's a lot of predictions for him uh, to land in South Bend, including one of my own. Um, look, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on Michigan. You look at perception versus reality, right? The perception is going to be awful. How could Michigan let Lloyd Carr's grandson go to Notre Dame, a rival school? How could they let him out uh, of the state of Michigan? You know, there's the Carr family's royalty at the University of Michigan. How could this possibly happen? All right, you know, we're, we're getting ready for Thursday because it's going to be bad as far as perception. But the reality is, there are 2024 quarterbacks that are higher on Michigan's board. I mean, there's more talented 2024 quarterbacks. Now, CJ is a very good quarterback prospect in his own right. You know, I was one of the first people to say that CJ should be ranked higher than he was. Early on, he was very undervalued. Uh, I still think that Jaden Davis is a, a better quarterback prospect right now. Obviously, he is uh, the number six overall player in the country on the consensus. I mean, Jaden Davis is, is tremendous, and I, I think Michigan made a power move this weekend on his visit. You, you have Julian Sayan, who's arguably a better prospect than C.J. Carr as well, who's already visited and, and has ties 
to the Big Ten. And then you have Michael Van Buren, who's a personal favorite of mine. Uh, the, one of the biggest risers in the rankings at the quarterback position out of Baltimore St. Francis, uh, which has been a very, very friendly high school to Michigan. Uh, Van Buren visited a, a, this offseason, and I think he's kind of has the highest ceiling maybe out of everybody. Just He has Bryce Young-like abilities. I don't think he's quite at that level just yet, uh, but I do think there's a reason Alabama just entered the race for Michael Van Buren because there's a lot of similarities. I think Van Buren in his first year as a full-time starter this year is going to show a lot to you know i've been driving that bandwagon for a long time i love michael van buren i think he's going to keep rising up the rankings and he could get to that bryce young type level so there's other 2024 guys and then on top of that you're still in the race for dante Moore. like you know if you if you land dante Moore and you land Jaden davis i'll take that all day if you just land Jaden davis i'd still take that if you just land dante Moore. I'd still take that. So, uh, you know, Michigan obviously has to close with one or both of these guys. Or, you know, I, I still feel at the end of the day, Michigan can have a net win. So, yes, perception is going to be terrible. Thursday's going to be terrible with all these Notre Dame trolls. It's going to suck. But at the end of the day, Michigan might come out on top. So, you know, I don't, I don't think you let C.J. Carr dictate what you do with quarterback recruiting. I don't, don't think you just take him now just to, to take him when, when you have Dante Moore still on the board. All right, so let's go ahead. <laughs> we have to get through all these uh, Irish trolls to actually find uh, the Michigan fans, but we have quite a bit of uh, requesters. We have to do a minor background check <laughs> um, just, just to speak on this show because Notre Dame fans – you know, obviously, love to hop on. Let's go to Cody Frazier. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Cody, can you hear me? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, assuming Thursday's bad news on CJ Carr, um, him and Dante probably aren't going to end up at Notre Dame together. I mean, just assuming. Who do you think between LSU and A&M is going to be their biggest competition with NIL being a factor? I'm assuming it's A&M. He goes on an official visit down there soon. Uh, I just don't see LSU being that much of a factor in the recruitment, but I could be wrong. I just uh, wanted to get your thoughts on that, man. Yeah, I kind of wrote uh, about LSU and A&M today in the Dante Moore race. I, I think both have an equal chance. I mean, I, Dante's always liked LSU. Uh, you know, when he was younger, he really liked LSU and he made a visit out there. Obviously, he, he's familiar with Brian Kelly from his time at Notre Dame as well. So I think LSU, he had a, a, a good visit there as well. So I think LSU is is still very much a, a factor. And then A&M obviously um, has a lot to offer, not only from an NIL perspective, but I think uh, Dante's just, you know, always 
been interested kind of in in the aura of Texas football in general. Um, you know, that's something that we've talked about in the past. So I think both A&M and LSU have legitimate chances. Obviously, A&M's coming, uh, coming in hard and, and they're getting him in on campus for a visit. Uh, I'm interested to see what uh, Jaden Rashada does just because he uh, officially visited A&M. You know, we've talked about Oregon being a player with Dante. Rashada's also in play for Oregon as well. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, I think A&M and LSU are both factors. I think Notre Dame, um, you know, with them probably landing CJ Carr on Thursday, I think their chances may drop off. Um, so, I, you know, I'm pretty optimistic about Dante. I'm not guaranteeing anything with with Dante, you know, that's that's for him to tell you guys. But I, I do think that um, I, I do think that those two A and M and LSU might end up being the the biggest competition with everything going on at Notre Dame, and I, I wouldn't put one over the other. I got you. I got you. And one more question, man. What do you see kind of out in left field with the O line board being so? Uh, I guess congested, if you want to say, who do you see as the top risers to the board with us kind of falling off with Caden Green and, um, uh, or Caden Proctor and the Green Kid? Who do you see as our top O line recruits? And I'll let you go, man. Yeah, definitely. We won't get too much into it. We have a lot of requesters, but I, I do think one uh, kid to really, or two kids to really keep an eye on here as we head into the next couple weekends uh, of official visits. Uh, Chris Turek here in Chicago is the guy making an official visit this weekend. He has risen up as a priority on the uh, offensive line board, and I, I think uh, Michigan's in a very good spot. It wouldn't be surprising to see them land Chris. And then Logan Howland out of uh, New Jersey is a kid that visited earlier this offseason, coming back for an official visit um, on the 17th. I think he's moved up the board, and I think Michigan has a really good chance to close with him as well. So I'll kind of say those are our guys that are rising up the board and visiting soon. But uh, appreciate you for for joining, uh, Cody. Looks like we've got some uh, some more um, some more requesters. We'll go with OSU. Daddy. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me, Jay? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going tonight? It's going good. What about oh, you? Pretty good. Hey, I just had two recruiting questions. Uh, one, okay, with uh, CJ Carr looking to go to Notre Dame. What do you think the chances are with Dante Moore? And two, how's it feel to be Notre Dame's little bit? <laughs> well, uh looks like we had a, a Notre Dame troll sneak in. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like uh I, I am that to Notre Dame. So apologize to to everybody that uh joined the space and had to hear this uh disgusting comment by this Notre Dame fan. But uh, no, I mean I honestly I feel like Notre Dame should rename their board after me. They talk about me more than they talk about their own school. Um but as far as you know, your actual first question, I do think Michigan's uh, chances to land Dante are, are right up there. I've always said the longer this goes, uh, the better for Michigan. So I think, you know, that's kind of uh, what's going on right now. It's Michigan's willing to play the long game. They've got a really good chance with Dante. Um, and we'll just kind of see how the summer plays out. Um, let's go ahead and, geez, man, there's so many, uh, so many Notre Dame trolls in here. It's crazy, man. They really do... Um, I really lo do love these spaces. 
Let's try to background check other people. Um, let's go with um, Haven Harris. Hey, EJ. Hey, I mean, how's it going? Well, man? at least I'm a safe one. You know, I'm not a troll. Yes, I know you're a safe one. That is why I picked you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, we're all waiting on Thursday, and you've, you've hit that pretty hard. But um, on a topic that I'm, I'm kind of keenly interested in is um, I didn't catch if you could hit on – do you have a comparison for Jordan Matthews? Because I know, you know, between the two, Daniel Harris and Jordan, you, you addressed them earlier. I just didn't catch if there was a comparison for Jordan. One, and also – I was really surprised that the Harris twins are not seemingly uh, I know one of them is a take potentially and the other one, probably not just because of size and speed uh, ratio, but who are you thinking that we really have a shot at linebacker if we can keep Raylan Wilson and uh, why or why not is Jaden Asbury, my dream uh, linebacker to match up with him. (laughs) Um, No, definitely. Uh, So yeah, obviously, um, you know, a lot to take in, uh, you know, with Matthews, that's a good question on comparison. You know, I haven't thought about that too much, so I'm not going to answer it, you know, right off the, the cuff. That would take time uh, for me to really look at, but I, I do really like his game. He has get a height at six foot one, really good speed. You know, Michigan's really valuing speed at the cornerback position uh, this cycle. They're really you know, trying to get away, not not get away from taller, longer guys. I mean, Daniel Harris is a tall, long guy. Jaco- J- <laughs> Matthews is a tall, long guy. I keep saying Jacoby Matthews just because of last cycle. But um, both of these guys are tall, long guys, but they have that speed. And that's what Michigan's really looking for. They're really narrowing down those 100 meters, trying to look at guys that run, you know, maybe sub 11 at that spot. Um so I don't have a direct comp, but I can tell you that, you know, Michigan really, really values Matthew's game and that he's obviously uh, very high on the board. Uh, you know, as far as uh, linebacker recruiting in general and, and the Harris twins, I had a chance to see the Harris twins at the Ray Lewis camp in Ohio and immediately just had question marks, you know, about both of them, about their size, how much weight can they add? They're both good athletes, but they weren't phenomenal in past coverage, um, I didn't think they were at the level of a guy like uh, Aaron Childs, who's a, a top target in, in 2024, or Edwin Spillman, who's another top target in 2024. Um, so they didn't, you know, just move the needle for me a lot. I think they would be decent takes, but I don't think they're good enough to command uh, a package deal right now. Uh, you know, Michigan's still evaluating them. There's still potential options, but not necessarily, you know, super high up on the board. Obviously right now it's a priority to keep Raylan Wilson, who's continuing to make visits. Osbury's a really interesting one. There's a lot of optimism around Michigan that they can get Osbury on board. He obviously visited uh, last cycle. They recruited his older brother. So there's connections there. Um, They're getting him in for an official visit. I I really do think that Osbury is, is a potential add to this class. And obviously he would be a tremendous one. And if they can keep Raylan, I mean, that's a hell of a duo. Um, another guy that's high on the board is uh, Phil Picciotti out of Pennsylvania. He's coming in for an official visit. I think right now that one's more of a Michigan-Oklahoma battle, so we'll see how the official visit goes. But yeah, linebacker's kind of an interesting one. Looks like it's going to be a smaller class, not a ton of names. You know, Michigan's in the mix with Samaj Bridgman, who's another high-level guy, but you know, some work to do there. 
Um, we'll see how it how it kind of plays out, but I do think Osbury's a legitimate option. All right, EJ, thanks much, and go blue. Yep, definitely. Um, we'll take Wolverine Devotee. All right, man, you're on the line. All right, looks like uh, Wolverine DOT is not um, not talking, so we'll go ahead and go to Owen. All right, for some reason we're having trouble getting guys in, so bear with me. Um, Owen, can you hear me? All right, I am not sure what's going on, guys, so again, sorry for that. Let's go ahead and try uh, Jonathan Crutcher. Jonathan, can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Right. Good, man. I'm not I'm not sure what was going on with some right, of the other well, guys, but what's you up, You know man? I'm not a Notre Dame show, but what the heck did you do today? <laughs> they're sad little people. They're like those leprechauns, man. They're they're like a direct reflection of a leprechaun. Like they're just sad little people. Oh goodness. Okay. So um couple questions. One, um, the are are there gonna be any more wide out offers, do you think? I know Noble Johnson stuff is off, but do you think the wide out board is pretty pretty set? And then I was on at the beginning. I heard you mention Jaden Davis. How real is that? Like, is that, like, legitimate? Or is it, like, premature and just he's really excited after the visit? Yeah, definitely. So to quickly answer your question on the wide receiver board, yeah, I do think that there could be maybe another offer to going out in 2023. Some guys that they've offered – could, that previously could rise up the board, like uh, Nathan Leacock out of, out of North Carolina would be one that could move up the board. Um, you know, they're bringing in Fred Moore for an official visit. I think he's a guy that could easily end up in the class. I had him in my mock class. Um, so, you know, I, I know Noble was a, a guy that was high on the board. Yeah, your mock class uh, on offense of, made me sad. <laughs> that kind of sucks, but... At the same time, you know, I, I do think that they're in a, a good spot uh, with Fred Moore. I, you know, if they make a, a good push for him, um, I, I think that he could end up in the class. Uh, they're, you know, they're still shooting their shots with um, with Jalen Brown, with Shelton Sampson, guys like that. You know, it'll be interesting to see if they can create some movement as the cycle uh, kind of goes on. But yeah, I do think there's a potential for a couple other offers um, to go out at the wide receiver position just because, some, you know, some of the guys are a little on the, the lower rated aspect, like uh, a guy like Jared Hamilton, who, who made an unofficial visit, is a guy that could move up the board uh, and come in for an official visit. So, yeah, I do, I do think there's, uh, you know, some room for movement there uh, on the wide receiver board. 
Um, and then in terms of Jaden Davis, no, I think the Jaden Davis hype is uh, is real. I, I would buy it. I don't, I'm not comfortable enough to put in a pick yet. I think there's a lot of quarterback dominoes to fall. We still have to see what Dante Moore does. There's other 2024 options that are realistic, like like we've talked about, saying Van Buren. Um, but I do think the the hype is real. There's uh, you know connections there to the Michigan program. Um, he, one of the guys that's uh, around Providence Day where he goes to high school is ex-Wolverine Jonathan Goodwin. His son, Channing Goodwin, is a wide receiver in 2024, uh, again, on the same team as Jaden Davis. They visited together. So I think having a, a UM guy around that program definitely helps. Um, and yeah, I think he, you know, with, with Carr looking like he's going to fly off the board, I think that uh, Michigan's become more and more appealing to Jaden Davis, and he was looking at playing in the Big Ten. I mean, for a long time, he was considered an Ohio State lean with a lot of people expecting him to commit there. So you know he's willing to leave the region. You know he's looking at the Big Ten, and I think Michigan did a fantastic job with him and his teammates on the visit. I mean, I could see Channing Goodwin jumping in the class, obviously a legacy recruit. There's another wide receiver there, Jordan Ship, who uh, is a consensus four-star in 2024. So, I mean, I think you sell him all on package deal. But, yeah, I love Jaden Davis. I think he's uh, the top guy in 24. Is, is, uh, is Michigan's quarterback recruiting now going to be, all right, whoever Ohio State rejects, we want that guy? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I think it's a good sign when uh, when Ohio yeah. State pushes for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I And my last question, just for some people who may not be on the Wolverine, just plug you and help you out. One dollar for a year, by the way. Um, are there any recruits outside of a Manhattan, because I know you mentioned him, that you are looking at that you think Michigan should be paying more attention to, that they are kind of lower on the board right now? Hmm, that's a that's a really good question um guys that they should be looking at that are a little lower on the board um hmm, that is a really good question you know obviously i've talked a lot about amir you've mentioned um i don't know i, I might have to come back with a story on that one that was hard to to think off the off the dome so i'm gonna well, have well, to that, come that, back that, to that. there you go guys you need to subscribe <laughs> to the wolverine so he can Tell you about more recruits that Michigan may look to offer if they miss out on some people. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll go back to uh, Wolverine Devotee. It looks like he's requested again. And then we're going to get out of here, guys. We've gone past half an hour. So let me get him in here very quickly. Yep, I can hear you. What's hey, up, sorry. Man? Yeah, my audio uh, dropped off last time. Uh, two questions. Uh, one, any updates on Samuel Pemba? Uh, and then the other would be uh, the other two Notre Dame commits and Peyton Bowen and Keon Keeley. Yeah, definitely. So with Samuel and Pemba, obviously he made an unofficial visit to Michigan. I think there's work to do for Michigan to get him on campus for an OV. They're still in contact with him, but I, I think chances are, are pretty low. In terms of the Notre Dame commits, uh, Keon Keeley is going to be a tough flip. Um, I think right now it's more favorable than not that he sticks with Notre Dame. And then Peyton Bowen, I, I still think there's something there. You know, he's tentatively, uh, he was tentatively set to visit uh, Michigan on the 17th. Notre Dame has tried to shut that down. I'm curious to see if he does end up making it on the 17th anyway. Steve Klinkscale has been working very, very hard in that recruitment. I think Peyton has legitimate interest in Michigan. 
Uh, I went out to see him in Dallas and, you know, he said as much himself. So yeah, I really do think there's still a chance with Peyton Bowen. I think more likely uh, flip would be maybe to OU or A&M since they're regional schools. But I do think Klingscale has done a, a really nice job with Bowen, as has defensive coordinator Jesse Minter. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does show up for his official visit. You know, it's always tough with guys that are committed elsewhere and Notre Dame having that stupid no visit policy that never works. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he shows up. I think, you know, he'll be a tough flip, but I think Michigan's still in it. Perfect, man. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for joining. We've gone over half an hour. So uh, sorry I didn't get to everybody. We also had all the uh, Notre Dame trolls that are. Uh, looks like they're crying right now, so uh, hopefully they they uh, have better weeks. But thanks, guys. Remember to subscribe to TheWolverine.com right now, $1 one year. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.